throw the last pitch, count down, say my thing. Um, look up for my guy Will Beanball. That um, you know, he, if you guys don't know, this is my best friend in high school. He passed away when I was in high school. Um, we was actually, I was actually going to school to play with him because he's my catcher. And so I do that, and but it was funny because like I hear everybody, and as soon as my leg goes up and the ball goes out my hand, it was like like this. It was quiet. Straight one, and the crowd erupts. Ah, okay. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept repeating, and it was just like the same thing. It was like leg go up, straight two. Jesus, somebody yell, say something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but then I just locked in. It's like I had tunnel vision. I just had tunnel vision, and you know I ended up getting, you know, getting that guy out and then getting the next guy out, and I ended up coming out the game. But the whole time I was just thinking to myself was like, I remember on Twitter they posted this thing. It was like, it was like um, Brian, myself, Soler, Russell, Fires, Swarber, and it was like the new kids on the block. And at the time, like, I mean, we had, you know, federal guys like Sorbers and all those guys. I didn't look down on them. I, I actually loved those guys. I loved the whole team still today because they actually helped me. You know, they gave me a confidence. Like, I remember going out there and, you know, I look over, look around, like, you know, this is our time. And my thing was, you know, just be competitive you know, go right after guys and let my defense work because we had a great defense. And so, you know, I go out there and we do this. And just at the same time, I was just thinking, like, man, we win this. Like, it, you know, it takes away so much of the other guys that, you know, you look forward to coming up. You know, it was like, before us, it was like, oh, this guy's coming up, we got a chance. This guy's coming up, we got a chance. And my thing was, I didn't want us as a team to be in that category of snap. We had him come up, we had it, okay, let's wait on the next wave. And so when we actually got there, it was, you know, it was it was a dream come true because like I tell everybody, it was like a lot of us played this game since we was knee high to a grasshopper. And so um, you know, for us to actually get that done. It really, really like took a lot off of us. And then, you know, the next year, you know, we end up, you know, going back to next year. We didn't win it, and now we're back here this year. But I really think my my experience came in 2015 when we got swept by the Mets, and I walked into the locker room, and I just see everybody um, talking about yellow mosquito on you. <laughs> mom, good mom, way to look out for your mom. <laughs> so, um, so, um, yeah, it was just, <laughs> so yeah, in 15, I just remember, like, you know, well, the crazy thing is, like, during that game, during that game, I wasn't, um, in 2015, I wasn't on the roster. But I was there, and I remember how cold it was in New York. So I'm like, dang, I want my guys to hit. So I literally, I would look at the lineup. So me being out there, I mean, I was supporting them no matter what, but instead of me being out there watching the game, I remember being down there with a blow dryer in my hands. with like Rizzo's and Bryant's and Fowler and all those girls, batting girls. And I had the... Um, had a blow dryer on them, trying to, I was burning them, probably. It was, probably <laughs> smoking. It was smoking. And they was like, ah. I'm like, bro, don't worry about it. Just, just know when you go out here, this wind is going to cut in. It will help you out. So, I was, so I, was, I, was, I was trying my best. Like, I mean, I couldn't pitch. I couldn't do nothing but cheer them on. So I'm like, I might as well just take their value blow and just hold a blow dryer on them forever. And so when they come into it, when they come in, if they hey, hey what's your gloves? I'd be like, hey, look, guys, all your batting gloves and bats and stuff will be down here in this right here with me. And I, I need to have it all lined up just to just because I wanted us to hit so bad, but I knew it was so cold. And you know that was that was me. And like I said, after that game, you know, just seeing their faces, like you know, like they was. I mean, you know, we made a run. You know, we ended up winning the wild card, beating the Cardinals, and you know, we ended up losing. 
But that day, after that day, I told myself, I was like, man, get there this year. So we're going to win it all. And boom, 16 happened. We win it yep. all. And, yep. and it took so much off of not just myself and everybody, like the, the whole state of Chicago. Yeah. And that's what really, you know, that's that's why, like, if I don't have a good game or something, that's why I'm always, like, I'm heated. If I do something, I'm always heated. I'm always mad, I'm be honest. I'm always mad no matter what. So no everything I might give it up, he's like, oh, he's fine. Nah, I'm I'm mad. Like I'm, I'm mad to the point where like I might not come down until about two o'clock in the morning and then I'll, I'll I'll get to the field tomorrow and be like, Okay, so I right, let me do this again. <laughs> That's the great thing about baseball, it's always a game the next day, you know. Yeah. Um I was wanted to ask you too, I mean, do you think it was destiny and fate? That you know, you got traded the Cubs, and you, you know, you got drafted by what was the Rangers or the Rangers in And when you got traded to the Cubs, you weren't very happy about it because you grew up in the Rangers system, and then you know, the, your whole story behind you is remarkable. And then you get traded to the Cubs. Now every morning when you wake up, you got a World Series ring in, in your, you know, in your house. Funny story. I didn't. I, when they told me, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I had my whole family come to Hickory, North Carolina, because I was playing the car the X. And everybody was like, oh, man. I was like, because I asked them, I was like, am I getting traded? They was like, don't worry about it. You got to get in the I said, all right, whatever. I said, dude, I feel like I'm getting traded. I kept saying, so I called my agent. My agent was like, oh, I haven't heard nothing yet. But I think he already heard something. He just didn't want to tell me. So my whole family was coming up. And I remember I was playing washers. You ever play the game? Washers? You ever play cornhole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn so washer is like a... Huge Smaller. cylinder in the middle. Mm -hmm. So, man, my pitching coach was playing that before. I don't even know why, but I played that before I pitch every day for some reason. He used to ask me why. So, I don't know. I think it locks me in and trying to throw it in the middle. So, but, um, but you know, and then go out there and there's like, hey, you've been stretched. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, God. I'll probably be traded after it. So, I'm sitting in the locker room, literally, got those one pitch. The manager comes down, goes into the bathroom. The first time he ever had his phone in the dugout by, by far. Never never had his phone on me. But that day he had it and he was comes up to me, pat me on the back. Hey, let's, let's go, let's talk. So I, during the game, I'm walking <laughs> on the field. And he goes, hey, you just got traded to the Cubs. And I look at him and I go, the Cubs. <laughs> And I was just like, man. I'm just thinking to myself, like, the Rangers have been there. The Yards got the 2011. What, 10 and 11, they got to the worst series, they win it. And I'm like, well, you know what? I got dropped by them. I'm like, oh, perfect. You know, we're going to get there, we'll win it. Then I get traded, and I'm just thinking to myself, I ain't straight to the Cubs. I don't know anybody over here. So I go over to Daytona Beach, Florida, high A, and I walk into the locker room. It was totally different than when I walked in here. Because I walked in here, everybody was like, oh, hey. When I walked in there, it was crickets. It was just like, solid. <laughs> I walked in my locker, go meet the manager. Good thing about it, I had Storm Davis that was with the Rangers. And I'm just sitting there like, Storm, what? Like, what? Why did I get traded? It's like, I'll tell you about it after your first outing. All right, cool. So my first outing, I did really good. I went, like, the, sure got the first eight guys or whatever. And... All of a sudden, um, they go, yeah, you've been shut down for the year. I said, why am I being shut down? <laughs> he goes, you're in. I said, dude, what if I go to, what if we go to the playoffs? He's like, you can't pitch. And then all of a sudden, I was able to pitch. And it's funny because me and Brian won it in, um, in 14 when I got traded. I mean, 13 when I got traded. We won it in Daytona Beach, Florida. And then we turn around three years later and we were a series. So I think it was in that between, like, since I had been through so much, you know, my friend passing and, you know, just, you know, where I was drafted, I knew it had to be something to happen, something that was going to happen in my life that was going to be exciting. And you're right, the coach. Got me and end up in the worst. It's destiny. And then, uh, CJ, you probably find about 50, 60 pictures of you uh, dancing around with the Cub, flag, Cub W flag that night. 
And that was a little just more about the Cubs, right? That was Will, right? That, yeah, because I thought that was awesome that you paid a tribute to your friend that way. I mean, the happiest moment of his life, and he's thinking about his friend. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, we do. We, like, so if y'all don't know, like, my, I'm going to save it because some, you said he knows my, he knows yeah, me pretty well. Yeah, no pressure. Oh, no pressure. No, no, I know. You have a question? No, for sure. What's my favorite country song? So after you won the World Series, how long did it take and when did you really realize how many like generations of fans and all that that it affected in, in, in that you know crazy way? Um I me personally, I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't really know about the whole Cubs history stuff. I didn't know, I was just like, I'm with the Cubs, like, yeah, they haven't won, but slides and haven't won. And as I got into the organization more and more, everybody was, you know, 108 years, 108 years, and I went, and I was just like, oh, 108 years, long time. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I started doing my own little, I didn't say, like, my own little research, but I was just looking, you know, just searching, soul searching, like, why do these people want to win the World Series? <laughs> like, I mean, I wonder if I play with another team, would they be like, oh yeah, World Series, but then I think about it, I really realized it when we traveled. It was crazy, there's so many, like, it's to the point now where like, we feel like every game on the road is a home game. Because it's so amazing. How is Arizona by the way? That was crazy, wasn't it? Like, not, not me personally, like, I love it, but I just think about the guys on the other teams. Like, the Cubs are at outfield, but they hit a home run, it's yay! Woo. The Cubs hit a home run, it's just like a eruption. I'm like, but then again, like you said, 108 years, like like they said, the lovable losers. Well, unfortunately, we're lovable winners now. And that's, I mean, that's just coming from me and the team. Like we really do appreciate all the fans. Like I know sometimes we may not sign, we may not say hey when y'all say hey or look at you, but it's just like. We're on the field, we're just thinking about winning. Right. So, but yeah, that's how I feel about the whole situation. What about the dancing in the bullpen? Dancing in the bullpen. You are the best dancer in the bullpen. We know that. We're going to have a dance contest. It's a number one dancer before he leaves tonight. CJ versus William, because William's got voice. Sir William! But not th that came. I, I honestly don't know how that came. <laughs> to be honest, I I remember what did we do? I don't even know how it happened. I just remember in the home run and we were just dancing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's like yeah, it was it was weird. But now it's like a thing, and it's so Musical funny chairs. because yeah. <laughs> so it's funny moves. because like, when we go on the road, like we had a home run against the D backs. And all the fans, instead of them looking at the home run, all of them is looking over there. Dance, you know what I mean? Dance. And like, uh, I can't dance now. It's not the same. It's not the same as dancing outside than dancing inside of our little cubicle band. So, it's different, but I don't know how to have it. It just happened. So, I gotta ask you this question. Well, I wanna tell everybody how they can find CJ on the road, okay? 
Whenever CJ leaves his hotel room and goes out and comes back, he loses his hotel key. Is that true, CJ? Now, so you wait at the front. No, I am guilty of it too, CJ. Just so you know, I always lose my hotel key, and I always gotta go to the front desk and show my ID. And sometimes I don't have it. But that's how you find CJ on the road. Okay, wait up at the front desk. All right? Cause she's stalking you in was it Arizona? Oh, that's yeah. what I'm yes. My See, we got the inside info here, CJ. Yeah. We do our homework over here. Right? Yeah, I thought you were walking in to <laughs> But it's, it's not like I. Oh, no, I just never, I never put it in my wallet, in my wallet, because I feel like every time I pull it in my wallet, in my wallet, so put it in my wallet. I feel like the magnetic from my credit cards, like I go to my room and yeah, it won't it work. Won't work yet, right? So I come back down and just like, so I just got to the point, I said, I'm just gonna put it in my pocket and half a time pull out my wallet. So I'm just, you know, I know we gotta end this, we'll get Paul in, uh, but on your typical off day, you know, what do you do, what do you like besides baseball? Yeah, I know you're like, well, I want, I want to let you know this, CJ. We had a, we had a basketball a hoop set out outside tonight, but the mosquitoes are so bad. Uh, we didn't want you to get mosquitoes because you're gonna, you know, get the same tomorrow against the White Sox. So we don't want you to get on the mound. Right? So, so, like, what's your what's your hobbies outside of the, the game? Okay, well, for one, I mean, me first, like, it's my kids. For one, like, I have to. Like, they're coming up next weekend, um, so I'll see them. I haven't seen them in a while. Cause it's been some of this 30 day, 30 game thing has just been crazy. But um, other than that, um, I was big on Fortnite. I really was. <laughs> but ever since NBA 2K19 came, I'm really big on NBA 2K. Yeah, I have my own team and all that. So I, I, I probably spend most of like hundreds of dollars on one on my guy to make them better. <laughs> so that's I mean that's what I do and then, I mean I don't know me I like to go on the boat. Me, Javi, Jay, we always on the boat. Um, so if you follow my Instagram like you probably see me go live and we're all on the boat at all times because it's it's just like our getaway. Like we're on the boat, we don't really know if like, I have to worry about people like coming at us and asking us like we can just go out there, listen to music, chill out. So if you're ever on the boat in Chicago and you want to get food and you like seafood, I really think y'all should go to Lawrence Seafood Insurance. Y'all know the restaurant tip. Tell me, their shrimp is like we go there every like every time we're on the boat. It's always like look, go eat it. Oh, we go to Lawrence and we get on the boat and we go, you know. All the way through Michigan, through like we see people, but the good thing about it, they don't really know us unless they ride beside us and they look at us. Yeah. So, but that's all I like doing my off in my in my spare time is NBA 2K because I be outside so much. I just want to sit home and relax, and then on top of that, I just like to go to um, Lawrence. CJ Edwards, everybody, Club 400 Radio. All right, Polly, come on in here, buddy. Now, now you have the radio part. Now you have the radio part. He had the timer, but I want to introduce you guys to a great friend, Paul Johnson, everybody. And uh, he's awesome. Come on, a little bit louder for Paul Johnson. And we are going to take some questions in the crowd, but we'll let Polly get started here. I'm going to grab a drink. Uh, anybody else want one? Or go ahead, everybody. All right, one for CJ. All right, that always one. Yeah, so let's go. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta say Vegas bombs. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Jaeger bombs. We're at Club 400. It's Club 400. It's a tradition. Sluggers. We'll be at Sluggers, what, next Thursday? We got, we're going to the game next Thursday. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll see you out there. Yeah. Right, so 30 days without an off day. 
what, 10 flights, I think it was? So 10 different flights, uh, some of them for one day, some of them for a series. I mean, look, I, 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 you know, people will say like, oh, you know, they make all this money, who cares? You guys are humans, man. Like, so 30 days like that. How refreshing was today for you guys? That was a rough stretch. Yeah, it was, it was nice. You know, um, mom's on it, man. This, I mean, the, this off day, this off day, it came at a really great time. Um, because it was almost to the point where we were, I mean, we were really making like 33 games. If you actually do the math and the travel, we probably like more than 30 days right now of baseball. So, um, but yeah, we went from, um, we went, how would you say we Sir, you're good. Philadelphia. We're not on the air anymore. Oh. <laughs> you're good. A little more informal, sir. We're good. We went to Philadelphia. We had a team here with Philadelphia. Well, I take that back. No, we went Atlanta, Philadelphia. I should have quizzed you on this. You got Washington. Milwaukee first, then Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, we went Ridley North. Ridley North. Yeah. It was like home games. So, but I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, we fly, but at the same time, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, yes, of course, we're tired. I'm not going to sit here and say, no, nah, we're never tired. But like you said, we're humans. Like, imagine flying, you know, every other day and then having to get off. And sometimes you get in at 3 in the morning. Sometimes like you get today, in probably. Like, yeah, I mean, I, we got in at 5 o'clock this morning. And I literally went home, went to sleep, and like I told, yes, Angie and Rock, I told them, they were just talking, and they goes, how is that? I goes, well, okay, so I got home. I actually slept on the plane a little bit. So I couldn't go right back to sleep. I went home, played in the TK. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Fell asleep about six in the morning and I woke up at like 1.30 or two. And then, but I was in my room just laying in bed. And I told him, I said, you, they text me and said, hey, we're 10 minutes out. I said, that's perfect because 10 minutes out, I was just now getting out of bed. And I just, just got <laughs> so, but, Yes. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, it's you know, it's just happy. I mean, it's it's what we have to do. I mean, we can't we can't say no. So, um, we have to do that and then you know go out there and still, no matter what, have to give one hundred and ten percent. The the most impressive thing I think to me with that is when you guys went on this trip, you guys were up two and a half games, and going into tomorrow, you're up two and a half games. So, I mean, you guys went eighteen and eleven on this trip. I don't know how you guys did it, but. I mean, how much pride do you guys take in, in the fact that you were able to, to weather this? I mean, because I think a lot of people would have been like, all right, they go 500, we're cool with that. I mean, it's been a rough stretch, but you guys went way above and beyond. It's, it's the, thing, the thing is, though, it's like, if you look at the schedule, pretty much, like, it's kind of like I was telling Angie around today, I was like, I understand, like, you know, like, yes, we want to do this, we want to do that. But at the same time, we actually have, like, it's on our side, it's kind of bad. At the moment, because everybody that the Brewers are playing to the Cardinals are in the in the division, and we're playing people outside the division. So when we was in Arizona, it was nice. Honestly, it was nice to see like okay, the Brewers lost or the Cardinals lost. Both teams lost. And like, I mean, no, we don't want to lose, but if we do lose that game, it's fine because nobody, everything stays the same. But now, like we're playing the White Sox, like. I feel like to myself, like these games right here with, you know, the Pirates coming in to play the Brewers and stuff, like, honestly, like we're probably rooting for the Pirates just in case, like say we, say they win and we lose, it stays the same. We don't have to like worry too much. So, um, yeah, as of now, like, yes, like we want to win at least next four games against the White Sox. We want to, we want to win the series. Oh, we want you to win that too. Yeah. We, got that. <laughs> so, yeah. we need to call a quick timeout. We have a mother son. Yeah. Uh, uh, who am I to interrupt family time? <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like I say, it's, it's honestly just you know, it's just a, it's just a game, man. You know, we and it's funny how everybody talk about like how Javi plays. And how do you praise the game like a little kid in the back, in the, in the back, in the back row? 
So with this year's coming up, we just know for a fact that we, you know, yes, we have like we want to win, but we also know that we know the the Reds are a really good team and the Pirates are a really good team. And as you guys can see, though, as you guys can see, those guys are actually coming up now. So they'll be, you know, I feel like next year, next year we'll, we'll nine times out of ten we'll probably go back to uh, it's gonna be a like a three four game. I mean, three, four mix, yeah, three, four team mix. So, um, but other than that, yeah, we just, I mean, this, yeah, it, it hurts, but at the same time, like we said a lot, like we said just a week ago, a lot of guys, we win a division, it was well worth it. Right. Because yeah. of the adversity that we had to go through. Right. Well, and you guys have been through so much the last three years, so that's gotta help too, right? I mean, like you guys have played deep into the season, and yeah. big games, so I mean, some of these other teams coming up, they might not be, in these positions, right? So I mean, you guys, you aren't phased by anything. Like you've seen just about everything in the last yes. three years, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's big. That's big. Everybody's out to get us. No. Yeah. It's fun being a Cubs fan where they're actually out to get us for a change. Uh, I think I can speak for the whole room with that. We haven't had that our whole life. Well, we're going to open it up to some questions. I don't know if we got yeah. another mic around here or if uh, somebody wants to. I know. Well, I know you're going to raise your hand. You had like eight of them earlier. So. <laughs> Crowley's up first. Carl, uh, you know, 108 years, and Chapman gets those three outs in the bottom of the ninth. Rain comes, you guys come in from the bullpen. Jason Hayward says meeting in the clubhouse. All of us in here would love to have you walk us through that moment. <laughs> what exactly happened? Okay, I will, I will not. I'm not going to actually tell you what was said, but I will tell you something. Okay, because we said in that meeting, what happens in this room stays in this room. But, but outside looking in, the I mean, basically we just you know we Jason Hayward called us meeting, and it was to me personally, I was like shocked. Like I I was walking up, and they was like, um, it's like hey. Come in here and we go in. I walk in, you know, I'm a rookie, so I'm like, oh, I'm listen, like, what we got? Like, I'm nervous. I already know I'm going in again. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it. The team don't know who's coming in the game. And so, we, you know, he was talking like, hey, guys, you know, we've been in this situation before. I mean, if you look back on 16 year, I think we led the lead and come back wins. Yes. So Hayward, you know, he said his speech, and the thing they go, he goes, "Hey, um, so who we got pitching?" And I'm like in a corner over there, like, and I'm like, "I'm going in, guys." <laughs> so, um, but no, like, I, that's what that's what happened, and and I remember, man, I remember like it, like I remember all the guys just you know we were just talking. And I remember, like, that's why I said, like, when I say I love these guys, like, these guys are the one that makes me, you know, take that next step in this game. Like, and it's because when I went into that game, how he still does it today, him and Addison, he always says, he goes, bro, nobody can hit you. Let's go. Just, you know, don't, you don't have to force it down the middle. It's hard because I have enough to cut. He's like, just be aggressive. Let's go right at him. And I looked at him like, all right, bro, I got you. We're, I mean, we're young. We don't, this is our first time, like, this is based our first year in the big leagues and we're in the World Series. Like, whoever thought you'd be in the World Series at the age of, while well, we was like 23? Like, ah. So, um, but yeah, that's what happened. Like that whole meeting basically was, guys, we have it. And who else would not want to have Benny Zopro Zorbis in our book, in our dugout? You know, like that's his name, Benny Zo, because he's he's so calm in pressure situations. The base hit he got, like, yeah, everybody's like, come on, Zo, come on, Zo. In the back of my head, I'm like. All right, I'm gonna stay. We're gonna win this game, and boom, base hit. We scored one, and out of all, you know, I love Miggy, and he told me that he he been he had been ready for this moment, day one, 
and he comes up and get a base hit and a shift. You notice Miggy never hits the ball to the left field, but that day he hits the ball right past the shortstop to score the second run. <laughs> and when that happened, dude, is I mean, you understand the like the lift off on me. <laughs> but just the lift that he gave this whole state of Chicago, this whole north side area, like don't understand like that whole situation. Like, yeah, we was there, like, you guys looking in just as nervous, but we're out there like zero zero. Let's score. What else? And then I mean but what I don't what I think people don't really realize is that play by Albert Morris would have really set it up. Ball hit to right field. He's on first base. And he tagged up and beat it. And right there, like, it was like, okay, so like right then and there, we know like a double play won't get us out of the inning. And we end up scratching a couple more hits. Boom, boom, boom. We're up two and, you know, we win. And the meeting, go back to the meeting, that's what we talked about. Just being aggressive and just playing Cubs baseball. Absolutely. Before you brought up Albert's play, I was with my girlfriend. We were at a bar, right? And he does that, and there's like a couple like light claps, and I'm like standing up, like, do you realize how important that play was? I'm like everybody starts laughing. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Over here. Danny from Crystal Lake. Uh, simple question, simple answer. First time caller, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, first time <laughs> But uh, the start of this 2018 year, everyone, I think, including me, want to know what is the base runners? Why do they do the uh, the two hand? Uh, you know, what does that mean? Oh, the yeah, like so stop cheering for me or no, no, no. It's it's like yeah, we're yeah, you're right. We're waving, but it's more like. If I was to say, hey, bro, nice shirt. <laughs> ah, whatever. Oh. <laughs> That's basically what it is. It's, ah, whatever. Like, don't, ah, nah, don't chill for me now. You want, you know, but it's just, it's just something that we do to keep, stay loose. But you notice Zorbis does something different. And then if you notice Zorbis does something, if you're, if you're at the Cubs game and you're in the bleachers and Zorbis in right field, he does his, and my my thing is when he does that, I want to do it too. So if he's in left field and we're in there, he don't see me, but he. Let everybody know how many outs it is. So I, like I'm in there like, so like yeah okay. <laughs> so if you guys are ever in the stands. And it's, yes, and it's that moment, like, we get an out or two outs or whatever. Just know, Zorbis goes one out, he goes here, he points, he points, he throws it, one out, guys, it's one out, it's one out. and then when it's two outs, I'm telling you, if you, I'm telling you, if the fans do, if the fans do that in the right field, I'm telling you, it would bring him, he might jump out of the stadium. <laughs> because he does it so much, he just constantly, hey, <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's that's it's just something for him to do to interact with the crowd while the game is going on. That's awesome. So that's, you know, it's a lot of things that we do, like the stroke, you know, his whole thing, like, yeah, everybody get on about the hat to the left, but it's not, he's not doing that to look like a thug, a gangster, or whatever. It's just, he's about flow. Like, we had a favorite show day. It's flow and swag. Look good, play good. So he puts his hat to the left, but it's, it's no disrespect to anybody. And when he gets somebody out, he does this, and he turns around and he, he does that. Like it's it's not it's not to like make people mad. It's just it's interacting. So like when he get a big out, he does that. When I get a big out, I does the Tiger Woods fist bump. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's not. It's not like I'm. I'm not planning myself to go strike out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that at all. It's just at the moment. And sometimes I'll do it, and I'll just stand here and I'll just scream. Like if I feel like if I feel like that pitch is good, and I know it's a strike. Then I would. I'll throw and I'll tense up and I'll scream. 
that just the emotions of the game. It doesn't mean nothing that's behind it. It's just that's how excited we are, but we can't we can't be out there, you know, oh got you out dancing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we have to we have to just do something like yeah, like like I said, I do like I said I do my thing is the Tiger Woods fist bump, like strike three and I'm like like, you're like, you guys watch Tiger Woods. When he's doing good and he hit that one good bird, you know, that eagle, he does that fish ball, how people go? They go crazy. I mean, I don't think people go crazy. I get a strike. I'm glad you brought up this one. Yeah, that's, that's how, that's, we have so many antics. Be, you'll be surprised how many things you see. Like, yeah, it means magician, but it's not like, oh, he's magic. No, it's just how did, like, Elmago, how did that, t- it took off. Now you got people understand with magic hats and wands and stuff, you know. Like, it just, it's, some, it's just something that we do to get the, to get the fans more involved where they feel like, you know, they're on the field with us. That's, and that's how we was brought up. The, Cause we feel like the more energy we get from the fans, the better we play. The more adrenaline we get. Absolutely. All right, we got another one over here. Awesome. So CJ, I actually have a friend here, Josh, who wants I'm to Angela. do a question, and then I'll have, I have a question after that. But we'll let Josh. What go we got, first. brother? What kind of player did you make on two games? What kind of player did I make on two games? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's looking for tips, man. But I have three players. So I have a have a six one no six five peer playmaker point guard. I have a six one peer sharp shooter, and then I have a lockdown shot creating small forward sixteen. So I basically made my guys off of like. If you think about like Steph Curry is a sharpshooter, but if you think about playmaking, I don't know if you remember this guy. We call him um, White Chocolate. If you know yeah, this Williams. Williams. Yeah. So I made him after him, and then my the last guy I made the small forward guy was more of like a um, a reason Trevor Ariza type guy. Played defense. He made good shots, and that's that's just the guys I made. I think Josh wants to play you, actually. <laughs> yeah, Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Ooh, PlayStation. What's your name on there? Uh, Josh 9 to 11. Josh 9 to 11? Yeah. You know what mine is? What? CJ Edward 7. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I see a showdown coming. Play. I, matter of fact, when I leave here, I'm going to play. <laughs> cool. Um, so, CJ, um, I have a quick question. So, I worked in sports before I went into business and sales and all that. Um, I've been to a lot of stadiums uh, Milwaukee County Stadium, Miller Park, uh, Camden Yards, a bunch of them. So, I want to talk a little bit about Wrigley Field. Uh, I know you probably, growing up in South Carolina, you probably never had been to Wrigley Field prior to coming to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So if you can tell me a little bit about like what you enjoy, and I know you didn't see it back when it was really without the scoreboards and the craziness and all that that it is today, but if you can tell me a little bit about what you feel is great about Wrigley Field. Because Stu kind of makes this place really feel outside of uh, really. being yeah. really. So me personally, I think like it's funny because when I first got there in fifteen, you know we was walking right through the concourse, you know walking out this and that, whatever third. Now it's like a really comfortable kids amusement park. <laughs> so I say that because like we have so much. Like we went from you know the book the batting cages being in right field or whatever to now or left field wherever it is at. And then during the game, like this is what I don't think people understand like 
You have pinch hitters, right? Yeah. So in before Ray, Tommy before sixteen, before sixteen, we had we had um like you would have to they had a net. <laughs> there was no BP. It was all toss work. So you really wasn't seeing no baseballs thrown. You had to just worry about tossing. So now you have it's to tell it's it's amazing. Like I me personally like if they ever just say, Hey, we'll have a day, take the people, you know, take the fans, you know, you have the tour. So if they ever have a tour, I think they should have a tour like nine o'clock in the morning before we get there on a night game and just let, you know, like there is it's by it's like night and day how much it has switched. And it's funny just hearing like all the guys that come over. All the guys now come over, it's like, man, I love this. Like, we got guys now in the tents, like, it's just, they just love it. They love it because it's it's spacey, it's homey, it's like, you don't have to be like, you know, like, right beside each other every day. Like, the old clubhouse is like, oh, I know what you were today. Right. <laughs> well, you were the same draws yesterday. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were text over the door shoulder, like, why are you yeah. talking to her like that, man? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, no, nah, I mean, it's nice, man. I, I actually love it. I mean, when I first got there, I mean, Wrigley Field, though, I mean, it's, it's the last two between them and the Red Sox right now. Like, that was basically the last two legendary stadiums. And, you know, to actually play there every day from, like, Ernie Banks, Sandberg, you know, Dawson, uh, like all those guys, you know, Sammy Sosa, Ramos Ramirez, Jose Canseco, like all those guys. Like, it's not like you're playing with them. Like, you're playing on the same field they played on. You're not playing on some new field that they just recently built. So I think that's what made Rudolph feel so, so good, so memorable. And we hope you're here for your entire career. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. Stu, <laughs> what do you want to do another one? Or what are you, what are you, what are you thinking there? Two more questions. Two more. All right. More. Stu's the boss. I had to check. Okay. You know. Good. I'm almost out of beer anyway. <laughs> Who's got a question here? All right. I uh, got two, two questions. Toughest hitter in the National League, you think? And um, do you like the bullpens indoors under the bleachers or outside? For uh, dancing, I mean. <laughs> oh man, the toughest guy in the National Um, I think everybody's tough. <laughs> well, for me personally, cause I'm always in there when it's the two, three, four hitters or the three, four, five, like the meat, the home run hitters of the order. I think if you're in that part, I mean, I feel like one through nine. So you come up and the lower levels is yeah, the first, second, third hit are your best hitters. The higher you get, the line gets longer, good hitters. You get here and it's all nine, no matter what. And um so I mean if I had to pick the nationally toughest hitter for me to face, probably Joey Bottom. Just because he's so smart. But now the guy the other guy is on my team. You know what that is, right? You guys know? There's a few choices, my friend. Now he's on my team now. He wasn't. He just got on my team this year. Oh, Mr. Murphy? Yes. But he was a... Oh, my God. I, I, can't, I can talk about him all day about how tough he was as a hitter because he's so smart. Just listen to him and Zorbis talk about hitting. I just walk away. <laughs> So, but yeah, Murphy and I say Votto. You don't have to face him anymore. That's good. <laughs> so, and what was the other question? Oh, um, what, having the bullpen underneath the bleachers. Oh, um, I like it, but I mean, the old bull. I used to like the old. I like both. I mean, now it's more of like we're comfortable. You know, like no matter if it's hot or cold, we're comfortable. At first, it was more of if it's cold. Yeah, you're cold. We have a little heater. We have like, we have like little heaters. Like right at our foot, like just like, yeah. But now, you know, you have it. But at the same time, it's never like, whatever the temperature is outside, it's going to be there in the bullpen now. Because we learned early the first year that 
you know, it was early in the year, it was cold, we had the heat on, and I, like, I would run out, and it was like, shocking. I was like, oh God, it's too cold. And now, you know, we, we made an adjustment, so, I mean, both is, both is really good, it doesn't matter. All right, Carl Edward Jr., everybody, come on, give it up. I know Steve's got one to talk about. Yeah, one more question. Okay. I mean, I just want to know how you came up with the uh, name Shrink Ring Slinger. Are you mad that I'm actually wearing your shirt because I'm far from a Shrink Ring Slinger? <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get that did you get, How'd you get that one? Some... We'll give it to you. I that one. Spokane. Oh, really? Spokane, huh? I remember. After my first outing there, the guy comes up and goes, Hey, we have this... Um, we have like a, we have this thing going on and we want to put up something, you know, like that people would think about you. And the guy was like, hey man, how about we call you the Streaming Slinger? <laughs> I, like, I looked at him, I was like, oh, Streaming Slinger. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yes. Let's do that. The streaming Slinger, I go with it. And that's how I got the name. That's awesome. Let's give it up for CJ Edwards, everybody. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end.